Welcome along, folks, to this week's Tune the Court. And today we're going to look back on the Leeds defeat and uh, look forward to Borny match, which is early kickoff on Saturday morning. And we'll discuss a few other things, including a bit of interest in Marcel Brands going to Man United. All right, again, joined by the lads, Richie. Afternoon, Pat. How are you, Joe? How are things? How are you, boys? How are you going? And Collie. Afternoon, gentlemen. How are we all? All oh, good. And Chris, how are you doing, Pat? Hey, Joe. How are you doing, lads? How are you? Good, yeah. All right, lads. We can get to another defeat. Uh, Rich, to start with you, I, I actually think from the very, very start, uh, Carlo got this wrong with choosing Awobi and uh, Davis as the two wing-backs. Um, Awobi... I know we said he'd had probably one of his best matches, if not the best match against Fulham, playing on the left side, got up and down the wing, but he was absolutely like a fish out of water on the right-hand side, for me, anyway. Yeah, um, we never got to grips with the game at all. Um, we talk about the two boys. I thought Davis did okay on the right-hand side, but he's never going to give you that... Um, I suppose that bit of dynamism, dynamism as going forward. You know, he did do okay in patches... Awobi, I suppose, is the one that kind of stood out, and I felt sorry for him. I felt, you know, he straight from the off, he kind of, kind of got caught out a couple of times. Uh, but I do feel a little sorry for him because he seems to get pushed into this position. You know, we're stuck here. You know, he filled the gap on the right-hand side last week, done well. Then he was moved to the left. He's played both sides up front and not saying, you know, he's, we know that he's been inconsistent, but it didn't give him a chance to kind of build on the back of the performance as well. Um, despite you know say how poor he, how, how poor he was and how others were for me it was just a simple stuff again you know just short five yard passes and we just keep giving the ball away and putting ourselves under pressure and that for me was the, the really disappointing thing about the game because we we were the creators of our own downfall almost you know so many times kind of allowing them to turn say what we when we were attacking into and putting us back on, on the back foot again so that that was it was tough for me to take. Yeah, I think you you said it last week, Collie, that one of your leads might. I know you probably lost a few over this match, <laughs> but yeah, like he said, if we don't match leads, the uh, fitness and pace and whatever, like like we're screwed. And I just think we shot ourselves in the foot with them two lads because there's not an ounce of pace between the two boys, and to have them as wing backs, if you want, I I just take it. Handed it to Leeds on the plate. Uh, yeah, Joe did lose a bit, a few quits to the to lads and work, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, look, I'm gonna call a spade a spade here, Joe. Angelelli overcomplicated things. Mm. Um, I would have a huge worry that he's no confidence in the younger players in the squad. Yeah, this, this is a huge, huge. This could be a uh, podcast worry. on its own. We can that, yeah. that, that's I mean, yeah, yeah. But it's, in regards to ball retention, ball distribution from the kickoff, Joe, we were abysmal, absolutely terrible. Um, there was only three things I could take as positives from that game, but um, we 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 were we were we were dreadful. Um, but I I I I have a huge worry about Angelotti. And look, we all know what a great manager he is, and he's trying to you know square pegs and round holes type of situation. But if you have a a left full and a right full or left wing back and a right wing back that are match fit 
why not play them? Why why yeah. why change your Wobby from you said it yourself, Joe? I, I, I thought Wobby and, and, and Davis look, they done all right. Well, Wobby had the best game in the blue short last week against Fulham on the uh, right wing back situation. Leave him there. Why why change him over to the left? You know, I just don't get it, Joe. I really don't. Um, we did match Leeds intensity, um, and you can see why they steamrolled the championship last year. But they've no extraordinary players on their team, Joe, or certainly none that I can name off the top of my head. But every one of them players that walked out on that pitch play, plays for Bielsa, and you could see that. Mm. And uh, we we were we were lucky just to lose one nil, Joe, and that's an awful thing to say. Um, I I actually said at half time, Chris, a, a couple of Leeds mates of mine were texting me, you know, could have been, I said last week, this could be a cricket score. And Richie, Richie joking, said 10 9, but like half time, it could have been 5 all. It was just, I have to say, now it was, it was a great game to watch the first half. The two of them were just going at it and going at it. And two keepers were, some of the saves, the two keepers were, off, were class. But uh, just getting back to the original point, that this players out position and not even out position like just not playing lads like Holly said left backs and right backs who are fit not not even having them on the bench what is what's going on yeah well, as, as Richie said it's square pegs and round holes we're a team that we need to have our best 11 out every week any injury or anything seems to throw us off the overall balance of the team compared to Leeds was just night and day. You could see with them, they all knew their jobs individually and as a collective. I think having Phillips back for them made a massive difference. He's a great player. He makes some tick. It's no coincidence. The la- their last two games, they've had two clean sheets and had over 50 attempts on goal against us and Arsenal. So he's big for them. But you know they, they were on the back end of two forward defeats without him. So it shows how one player missing from your team can, can really affect you. That's exactly it. We miss Richarlison and now Lucas Dean is, you know, our main attacking outlet and how it is assists. We've nothing down the right hand side. And as as a Collie alluded to, don't blame Davis or Awobi in fairness to them. It's not their natural position. It would have made sense to probably leave Awobi right wing back and bring in Konku in. Why he didn't Look, we can go back to he sees them every day in training, and then obviously he doesn't rate them tactically or defense for whatever reason. You know, I did, did, you believe in the manager, of course, but it doesn't mean you can't, you know, question them as fans. Of, uh, listen, that's 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 the whole point of podcasts and stuff like this to get to give opinions. I just I just think he got it like 100% wrong, it, just in them two positions. I think we got sucked in, like we spoke before, the type of game to play against Leeds would be as much as you don't like sitting back at home, but we know how good they are going forward and how they're brilliant at you know, playing through the lines and tr- picking pockets of space. They're fantastic in and around the box. I think we got sucked into kind of going toe-to-toe with them. They tend to make a game like that because they're so yeah. they're so quick in the transition and then we win, win the ball back and we were eager to kind of counter-attack quickly and that... As Richie said, we were masters of our own downfall. The amount of basic passing mistakes, giving the ball away, we we just we were self-inflicting things. And look, yeah, I don't know how it was near all the halftime day. Look, overall, they were the better sides. They deserved mm. to win. But you can win the game without being the better team. I mean, we had plenty of chances in that first half. Plenty. 
You know, as much as they missed a few gill dead chances, we should have had two or three ourselves, you know, and mm. it's about being clinical. And unfortunately in games when the last few games, we've been too easy to beat when we've conceded. We're not even getting draws when we're not playing well. You know, Southampton, Leeds, United, we haven't been a better side. But dig in, get a dirty draw out. If you can't win a game, don't lose it. And once they got their goal, I don't think anybody thought we were going to pull it back. That was, you know, that was the end of it. Disappointing yeah. goal as well. It was a good strike from the lad, but Godfrey should have been out. I think the difference in intensity defensively, you know, anytime we got near their goal, they were out getting blocks in, closing us down. We were too standoffish, and that's been kind of the theme of the last couple of weeks, unfortunately. Yeah. But we get into this now, Rich. The, the, main, the main killer point for me is is I, I actually, I, I let a scream out when I seen the team news that Conker wasn't even on the bench. I couldn't believe it that the chap who, all right, he, he done he done great in the two League Cup games. Uh, I thought he done okay. I know we lost against Newcastle, but the only thing he he didn't get forward as much might have been the only downfall. But how he couldn't get on at least the bench was just I was flabbergasted. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, strange one, I suppose, when when most of us were expecting him to come straight in, you know, to not even make the bench. I don't know if there was a knock or anything like that, but that aside, I suppose, whether it boils down to, to, to him not being ready, I suppose. You know, he has played, you know, a couple of games. He's played two two League Cup games where he done really well. Did, done okay against West Ham as well, but I suppose the big test was Newcastle and, you know, as you said, what wasn't atrocious by any means and didn't kind of show, but, but you know, um, definitely would have offered us something different. And when we, especially even when we, when we needed to make the change kind of halfway through the second half, you know, that, you know, we were bringing Delph in and maybe that's kind of how we should have started, you know, and, and instead of trying to, trying to recreate it again. Simple fact, Rich, is he's a left back. So a left back goes out injured, a left back should come in. But so with the team selection, it seems like he, we created an extra problem because we moved the, the right-hand side to the left-hand side, so then we had to fill two spaces. Yeah. You know? so, so, so we're, you know, you, I suppose you just, we, we don't have the confidence in the, in, the, in, in the squad for those positions, is it? You know, why aren't they, why aren't they being picked? You know, are they, are they not producing or are they not ready? You know, the, the two that we speak about, I suppose, are Nkanku and Gordon, who we want to see kind of come into that space, but, mm. you know, they... they continuously overlooked so is, is there, there must be reason behind it as well you know I suppose they're both 18 19 so whether it's a trust or whether it's an experience thing and you just want to keep it simple and, and I really don't know because it, it made sense it made sense from the outside to say our left back is gone we have a left back and he pops in if if, if that's the case why not go to the market when we knew that Baines had retired during the summer and say right we need to get someone in who, who can fill in in case Dean gets injured yeah, it's just it, Richard made a good point there, Cully. Made a problem for ourselves. One moving uh a wall be over there and look it weakened right side. So like yeah, you're fixing one problem but causing another one. It, I, I just listen, John Joe Kenny must have <laughs> he must have trail break through Carlos car window or something. He I don't know how he didn't even get a look in. There was no knock mentioned. There was no injury or or anything. So, 
Yeah, the, the previous week against Fulham, I think uh, word did come out that there was possibly a knock with John Joe, but I think the presser before the Leeds game, he said everyone was fit, Joe, you know. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I don't understand why he couldn't have gone even far at the back with Holgate, Keane, yeah. um, John Joe, or um, what's the other last name? Um, yeah, and, and Delph left full even if, if he's no confidence in Nakonku, you know. Um, I just don't know. I just think, as I said already, Joe, I just think he, he overcomplicated things with his team selection. Um, just go back to basics. Go back to the 4-3-3 or 4-4-2 or whatever the case may be. But um, we need to start kind of sorting these little problems out because just letting the league seem to slip away from us at the moment, you know. Yeah, I think Chris, that's by now. That 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 great start we had, that's gone. It's just disappeared into the horizon. It's gone and like we're struggling now. Like uh I know we'd be Fulham. I know Carl you said they're the worst team in the league. <laughs> it's a great win against Leicester the other night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh but listen, we beat a listen, even Parker said we beat a poor Fulham side. Um and we knew that Leeds were going to come out, out of traps. I know you mentioned Phillips. I thought actually one of, the, one of the best players on the Leeds pitch was that young lad, Harrison. He was absolutely... The chap was everywhere. Similar to what we were saying with um, Ham he pops up everywhere, but this lad was running everywhere. You could see him. He was just all over the place. But anyway, Chris, getting back to the point, um, the, the three, you could take them as a three, and Conku, Kenny and Gordon, it just seems that Carlo has... Zero faith in these three fellas. We've done too much chopping and changing ourselves. Like he needs to, I don't think he knows his best system or his best 11 for each system. You know, we started with the, the 4 3 3, the first four or five games, and there seemed to be a good balance when, when now everyone was fit, everybody knew their jobs. And in recent weeks, we've gone to three at the back, you know, to change from players just don't seem to know their know the roles you know as individuals and where they should be in that kind of defensive unit you know like we do need to simplify I got back to Leeds like they conceded eight goals in the two games previous to us and Arsenal and they've had two clean sheets on the bounce so mm. you wonder what they're doing at the training ground you know, like we said we, we'll touch on Burnley later on they've conceded four goals all season so <laughs> If we can't keep a clean sheet down there, well, well, it doesn't help. As you said, we need our our squad is too weak. You know, we've a great first eleven, and we talked about the traveling and stuff. Players away on the international, what what level of fitness players are at? But you know, the back four has been chopped and changed. You know, Mean has been in out. Holgate hasn't been fully fit. He's been in. Luke Dean is out now. We're, it's very hard. It's very hard to, you know, to see how he's going to figure it out. You know, if we focus too much defensively, we lose a bit up top and we can risk uh, Calvert-Lewin being isolated on his own. And, mm. you know, maybe the, with the wing-backs now, it's, I thought Hamez playing, so I thought he did okay, to be honest, which he was a lot more involved in, in against Leeds than he had been in previous games. So he might be trying to accommodate him in central as well, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to put your finger on. It's, we're just so it, off balanced at the minute. 
Yeah, I think there's just just so many things going wrong with it's around the park. Uh, I, I think, let's a couple of positives for me. Uh, I thought Alan, Alan was class. He was he was up and down. He was that box to box that we spoke about before. Uh, a couple of times actually, he got in the box. I thought he should have had a shot himself rather than trying to play a little Hollywood passing. But I thought he was good. Yeah, he was excellent. Um, loved the the way he was picking it up, kind of from deep and. A lot of time there was no options and he just kept driving forward himself, as you said, right, mm. to, right to the other end. A couple of times he did get the shot off and you know, unlucky not to get a great goal at one stage where he took it up inside inside, inside his own half. But um, yeah, brilliant brilliant performance from him and looked a lot more comfortable kind of a little bit further up as opposed to as opposed to the holding where he, where he has been kind of at the, at the start of the season and his best performance for us in a long time and looked kind of back up. I kind of felt that he had been carrying a knock Kind of since the since the West Ham game, and then he was back in the international scene, international scene for a couple of games. But um, yeah, it was really really good, um, and, and was great to see it. Um, yeah, I suppose he was for me. He was the main positive pick for it as well. I thought it was really good. Yeah, he made, made some excellent saves. Um, again, it's a kind of game that suits him because he's involved all the time. When they had twenty something shots at goal. He's tuned in, so he's with it. It's kind of when he, when he, when he's left to his own devices, is, is when he kind of goes away. Yeah, so so it was a game that suited him. Like we all know how how good a shot stopper he is, um, and, and and the game suited. He made some excellent saves. I felt the one kind of in the in the second half, low down to his right, was a, was a brilliant save. Kind of got across the goal, top class. Um, yeah, they they for me were, were kind of the standout performers. Richardson, I felt struggled to get into the game. Which yeah. probably you know it it just it curtails us because we need that um, bit of explosiveness from him because he's so, he's he's so dangerous. So having him kind of quieter when you are losing your your creative spark from Dina, from Coleman, or whoever in in the wide positions, we, we, we're going to struggle a bit. Um, just on that as well, I, I suppose the core for me was was weak again. He's passing yeah. just you kind know, of time and time again. It's it's. You know, it's it's so frustrating, and it's one of the things that stands out. Could have had a goal as well, but I I felt he was poor again this week. Yeah, I I actually said in the game, Kelly, I, I I think maybe a couple of time now to, to switch to Corey and Alan, like flip them around, like have the Corey sitting and Alan going forward because he just looked. Now I know the two teams, like Chris said, the two teams just went at it first half, and the space in the midfield at times was just. Unbelievable, but maybe it could be a case of switching to Corey and Alan have the Corey sitting in front of the, the back four or back three, whatever you have. Yeah, Joe. Uh, well, Alan's natural position isn't the defensive midfielder. He's actually more of a number holes. eight. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, I actually uh, three positives for me against Leeds was you've already mentioned that Alan Pickford, and we only conceded one goal. Um, in relation to they're all kind of obviously Kabamon's back this week, Joe, I believe, or early next week, and he's going to start individual training. He'd be a natural defensive midfielder in there. He's got, you know, if he comes back, hopefully, um, the player he was, he, he, you know, he, he'd be able to sit in there at that defensive midfield position. You'd have Alan and Dakari then in front. I don't think there's a partnership yet has been struck between the two of them, Joe, and you need partnerships throughout the pitch. Um, you know, we obviously had the famous Baines and you know, PR partnership, but you need partnerships around uh, the, the pitch. And like Richardson and, and Dominic would have, and I, I would suggest 
And I just don't think the two lads in the middle of the park have got that just yet. Um, in in respect to defensive midfielder, uh, Andre Gomez, Tom Davis could do the role in there. I know that probably won't appeal to many. I actually thought Gomez done okay when he came on. He looked, yeah, looked he, he looked a bit fitter, I thought, Joe, yeah, when he yeah, came on. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Bernard was brought on as well. I, I, um, I, I agree with, I think Richie pointed out there earlier on, we just lost the midfield battle. and They just seemed to go through as like a train. Um, but we need to start getting a grip of the, these things, you know, and, and I think it all comes down to selection and, 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 and formation, Joe, and that just seems to be the big issue at the moment. Yeah, I think you said it earlier, because he doesn't seem to know, Carlo, I mean, he doesn't seem to know um, his best formation or his favourite. I know, like we said, going back to the very, very start, that he favours a 4-4-2. Uh, and, and when he played it, when he came in for it, it did okay. Then he hit the kind of wobble uh, just after the lockdown, and he hasn't played it since. So it might be just a case of going back to a solid 4-4-2 for a few games, just to steady the ship. I don't know, Joe. <laughs> I think part of it is in a four-four-two. Like he's trying to accommodate Rodriguez as well, try and get him in his best position because outright on a four-four-two, he he's not a natural winger. He's a ten. No, he, he doesn't have the pace. He's not going to really burst up the wing and you know whip across in four-four-two. You'd probably be relying more on a bit more natural wingers, which. We seem to be playing with inside wingers. You know, Richarlison can come inside. Rodriguez, a cut inside. Yeah. And the way we're playing, it, it relies on your midfielders cutting in and being overlapped by the by the fullbacks. But again, that poses the problem. You know, we've no Lucas Dean and Coleman hasn't been there. So we haven't been able, that hasn't flown. It's maybe broken down more, you know, more than, than not, I suppose. It's... Are we, are we, you know, are these players trying to play that, you know, good pass and making the balls of it essentially? Are we trying too hard instead of just doing a simple pass? That's yeah, I think, look at possession an awful lot, yeah. overcomplicating it, you know. Happened a few times, like I said, let's try to play Hollywood passes, just like you said, just play a four or five yard pass to feet and, and, and take it from there and just do the simple thing, simple. Yeah, well, uh, we we have to start picking up wins. Where we are, like you touched on, we're we're struggling. Yeah, we're struggling to. I think we're in a league where everyone just seems to be beating everybody. You know, like touched on that Fulham result at Leicester. No one would have seen that coming. So, you know, Absolutely maybe not. are we? Do we we overreact at times? As a you know, because we are going to be beaten by teams that are, you know, we just be classes brutal or. We're going to be teams that, you know, we probably shouldn't be. We wouldn't. Like, the fixtures we have coming up. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to struggle now. Mall uh, down, you know, we've yeah. Leicester. We're not going the other way. You know, we pick up results we don't expect it. It's, it's a strange league, but as we said, when we're not playing well, we're just going to have to find a way to dig in and grind out some points. You know, if we're in that pack, top six, top seven, getting into January after Christmas, you know, hopefully we'll be able to hit a good patch again because we will. It's not going to be like this all season, you know. It's just, mm. we're still, like, 
we are still, it's easy to kind of, I'm the worst for it, knee-jerk reactions after defeats, you know, they're all brutal, that was, you know, we're going nowhere, but, I mean, look at kind of teams where are competing, like Leeds, they're, I think it's their third season with Bielsa now, you know, they're a settled team, they've their way of playing, Wolves have had five years under uh, now. Third year of Rogers, Leicester, they're all settled, settled teams. You know, we're still kind of in, I hate saying it, we're 30 years in transition, but we kind yeah. of do have to look at a bit of perspective. You know, I know that the start we, we had to the season, we all kind of thought, this is it, it's clicking now, but he has signed three, four players, really. So, look, we are going to have to accept that it is going to take, you know, another season or two to really see things gelling. Yeah. Would you, you know, the other argument then is, should we be doing a lot better with the players we have? You know, he is a year there and we still don't seem sure of a style of play or a formation, you know? So I think he's just, he's going to have to pick a formation and stick with it instead of trying to compensate for, you know, players that are missing we're playing players out of position. We just need to try and stumble on a balance somehow. Mm. I think someone said the other day, actually, uh, he's an Arsenal fan, he said, maybe Everton's good start, Richie, uh, was a bad thing. I was just, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to start the season. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I just, it's, it's a frustrating thing. Like, like if we had the one Saturday morning, Richie, we'd have gone told. That just shows yeah. how poor the league really is. And I know, yeah. I'm, I, I know I'm bashing my own team, but it just shows that. And, it, and even this coming Saturday, if, if we beat Burnley, we go fourth. So, you know yeah, what I mean? It's, the way it is, you're looking at, you're, you're still only five points off top or whatever it is, and after losing four of the last five. That's so, the killer for me. Yeah, and I mean, it is frustrating, but I suppose every team is probably saying the same thing because people are dropping points all over. Obviously, we look at it from our perspective and it doesn't matter about the rest of mm. the The opportunity is there. But this weekend especially, there was a massive chance there, you know, to, to, to get right back into the mix as well. Put back-to-back wins together and going into next week, it's all right, we can really kind of get things going again here. And it, it's the frustration because you can see the opportunities are there, but... Um, yeah, I think the two boys touched on it as well, just in regards to formations that we're swapping and changing and we need to get a default. I mentioned it a couple of weeks back that we need to say, right, this, this is how we're playing, that you're set up, you're training in such a way. And if you need to kind of change, whether it's mid-game or whatever, for whatever reason, that, yeah, you're fluid enough that you can do it, but you can't be all the time kind of looking for something because somebody looking for something new because somebody's missing or whatever. And to put it into perspective, when you look at Leeds and how well they were drilled and that everybody knew exactly what they had to do, you know, that it's, it, it's just night and day compared to where we are because we've pushed putting bodies in and expecting things. And as you said, expecting to stumble across something because as we are now, we, we don't know ourselves. It doesn't seem like the managers do. And as, as they're chopping and changing players, trying to fall onto something, it's, it's, it's very hard for it to, to become fluid and to become natural, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, I know I mentioned the space in midfield, Collie. Yeah, there was a couple of times there and I was actually shouting at the telly, get back, get back. Like, Hogate nearly ended up in their penalty box at one stage when he ran forward with the box. Same with Keane. Keane got forward, like, a bit too forward. But uh, I think this, it, like the two lads said, 
just have to pick a formation and stick with it for three, four games. But I, I know it's easy saying that, but we need the players who are comfortable in in each position to do it, which obviously we don't have at the moment with injuries and whatever. But we need to pick whether it's going to be five, three, four, whatever. I don't know. We just have to pick something and just, just, just go with it, stay with it, and walk, walk on, just, just do it. Yeah, Joe, I totally agree with you. But I think uh, there's a couple of things you take from that. Uh, one is that we don't have uh, good enough squad uh, outside mm. of the Force Eleven. Uh, obviously, injuries to pivotal players on our behalf. Um, interesting to see whether Seamus makes it on Saturday if Seamus is fit. I think we'll go back to a 4-3-3. Um, but uh, just a question, Joe, and I, I raised this in the podcast last week to you, and I was just, I'd love your answer now at uh, the uh, three is in relation to air fitness. Um, now, Bielsa is renowned for his fitness uh, drills, particularly pre-season, to such an extent, I believe last pre-season, one or two players just got up and left. Um, that he just literally trained and trained and trained. Why shouldn't or why can't everyone be as fit as that? Because I don't think they are. I, I genuinely like don't think. I, I don't I think like they that. are. We uh, we mentioned last week that um, are, are we leaving everything on the training ground? Uh, and like you said as well, Carly, all these injuries are. They, are we training too hard? Are we are we are we doing too much? Uh, I think there's a there's a huge balance uh, between overtraining and leaving everything there, and, and plus as well, we have to look at like Richie said last week, like a lot of our players have been away two three times for international duty. I don't think there's too many internationals on the Leeds on the Leeds side. I think there's a lot of kids who who haven't been. I know I'm talking about Leeds, but getting back to us, I think. Um, so there's a very, very fine balance between going back to the days of Archie Knox, like literally baiting the players while they're training and just keeping a little bit of fitness while training and getting match fit. Uh, we haven't found it yet, obviously. But I think, uh, I think there has to be a fine balance between doing too much during the week and not having enough left in the tank on a Saturday. Or a Sunday, that that's that's my doing it. Just just on it, I, I I would think that there are, there are different things: the fitness and the intensity that Leeds play with. Fitness, I don't think it's an issue for us. It's not as if we were completely blown come the last ten minutes or so. Um, they obviously play at a higher tempo, and that's that's their style. It doesn't help when you keep giving the ball away, and that's what it comes down to. If you keep turning the ball over. You're just putting yourself and you're, you're allowing them to, to come back on top of you again with pace because that's how they play. And basically, that's for me, is how we, how we got kind of bowled over eventually because we were just give, giving the ball back to them. But fitness wise, it's okay. I, I didn't think it was too bad. I don't see the need to be doing everything at 100 miles an hour. You know, if you've got players that can pass the ball, that there's, there's more than one way to skin a cat and you don't have to be, everything doesn't have to be a mad high press. Everything doesn't have to be 100 miles an hour, as I said. And that, you know, it's about knowing what you're doing and doing it right. But I, I think we sh- should be fit enough. There's no excuse for not being Premier League fit, you know, so. Yeah. Chris? I suppose if you if you believe everything you read, Joe, wasn't there a report that uh, when Carlo was at Bayern Munich, 
the Bayern players actually put on their own training sessions as they felt they weren't fit enough. Um, as far as I'm aware, Carlo and his sort of coaching staff, they don't typically have players in on the training ground for you know three or four hours. They prefer shorter, maybe 90-minute kind of training, intense you know training sessions, keeping the players interested and keeping them focused as opposed to you know, letting it drag on all day. Mm. So, you know, if you believe, if you believe that, I do agree with Richie. I don't think, I think they are fit, but being able to maintain that level of intensity for 90 minutes is another thing. So I think once Leeds scored as well, psychologically, more than anything, I think we become mentally drained. We just give up too easily. We kind of down tools, you know, it's all well and good when things are going well for us, but, and at the same time, you don't know because, you know, we've an Italian manager. You've seen it in previous games, even Brighton, when we've been winning, we we kind of tend to drop back. It's his kind of way. Once we have the lead, we tend to revert to, you know, hold what we have and try and play on the break. So you, you don't know if us dropping back is kind of a tactical thing coming from the manager or is it a natural thing because we're, you know, we're, we're shattered. But... I don't think many teams can compete with Leeds, to be honest with you, in terms of their intensity for 90 minutes. It's not sustainable. I think they're, they're up in the top three for you know the amount of ground they've covered and their chance creation this season. So, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a tough one. But you would think with all the games, 90-minute games, you know, we're playing games, you get, you get fit. We all, we've all played football. And, you know, you can do what you want on the training ground. But playing games... It's the only way to, you know, to get get that level of fitness up. Yeah, I think actually, if you if you see them on YouTube, call you the training uh, clip they put up. Lads are like, they're not running around like busting their arse. They're having a good laugh and they're like they're doing their bits and they're doing their like little uh, routines and stuff. So, um, I don't think fitness is is uh, is uh, a major issue. I think it's we don't, I just I've said it before, going forward, we're one of the slowest teams in the league. There's just there's, there's no like Chris, there's no in, intensity in our in our game. When other teams just seem to be look so fast going forward, we seem to like play ten passes to go five yards. It's just not I just don't think it's in our makeup to be that intense, like a leads, like bombing forward, bombing forward. Listen as well. I don't want to keep talking about leads, but like uh, couple of leads mates of mine they're, they're kind of a little bit worried that will they be able to keep this up for the full season you know what I mean like yeah, they, they usually blow out come January, February already. yeah yeah I mean so, they've done yeah. it they've done it they have done it like you've seen especially two years ago but they were 10 points clear at Christmas and absolutely blew mm. blew the league and by the time we got to the playoffs they were they were knackered so they're worried about this it's not a Leeds podcast but uh Again, I think there's a happy medium between what what we're doing at the moment, this pedestrian kind of yeah. plotting your way through and going at teams. Just just going or just you know, we 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 found at the start, so we need to get back and see what we did then. <laughs> just put them videos on and have a look. Um right, we leave the we leave the ladies there. Uh just disappointing to lose, but uh, it's like some a couple of Friends of mine said, what a fantastic game of football. And I said, 
it is when you win, but <laughs> not, not when you lose. Uh, right, Colin, we're going to Burnley. Uh, this match, I think, is uh, you could replay the Fulham preview. This is a must win. It really, really is a must win because these, these lads are struggling big time. So uh, we have to just go and get scruffy three points. Yeah, scruffy being the word, Joe. I think Burnley have only won once this season. And who's next up? Yep, yeah, step up everything. But now we we need we need to win on Saturday, Joe. Uh, Scruffy, if if they have to hit the ball after Ars to get it in the goal, I don't care. But we need three points to come away with because, given the run of fixtures that we have after Burnley, it's imperative we take the three points. It really, really is. Yeah, I haven't seen too much of Burnley. Have you watched them at all, Rich? Not only apart from highlights here, here and there. Um, I mean, looking looking at results and stuff. Uh, I think Chris alluded to it earlier that they've they've only scored once since the second game of the season. So I mean, that's they're really struggling up front. I mean, obviously we're struggling at the back, but I mean it's a great opportunity to get back on track. Obviously away it's going to be dogged and they're going to be set up kind of by Dyche and they're going to be organised and stuff. But it's a it's it's a game that we have to be going winning. You know, if we have any aspirations of kind of kicking on and getting ourselves out of the throat, it's a game that we must go and win and 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 take control of it early. And I think that kind of that 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 settles it. But I mean they have they have shored up a bar. I know they got a, a wallop on at City the weekend, but before that they had kind of shored up a small bit in the back of the team sheet. So they seem to be kind of getting back and I know they are kind of a little dogged with injuries as well at the minute. Um, I don't know if Pope is still out this weekend, but it'd be a massive loss for him, you know, to be losing someone of that um, that stature, I suppose, when they're, when they're struggling. So, um, yeah, you just be hoping that we can go in and take control of it early and put it to bed because it's it, it's it must win again. Yeah, I think I think we need to, like Rich said, um, Chris, we need to go, get an early goal, but just keep going. Like you said earlier, we, we seem to, like, when we get a lead, or we seem to stop. We just need to just keep going and go get get a second, get a third, just go for it. Yeah, it's a game, Joe. Man for man on paper, we're better than Burnley all over the park. You know, we, we should be in control of this game, but um, you know, in previous, you always go back to they, you know, you're getting they're going to be aggressive, they're going to be physical, they're going to run all day, and will we match them? That always that's always the question with us. We know we have the ability, but are we willing to want it more to? Win, win all the you know 50-50s, win the second balls, which we haven't been doing in recent weeks. Um, they are, they're going to be tough to break down, but they, as I said earlier, they've only scored four goals all season in you know nine, nine games, which you know it's very poor. So we do need to get the first goal because if they get it. I think they'll, uh, they'll shut up shop and we'll find it very hard to to break them down. Yeah, that, we, we have won three, three of our of our five away games, which is unusual for us. I think we only won five all last year. So mm. if we if we get a win here, it'll be it'll be four wins. I was six away from home, which you know, which would be decent if we are clutching at straws. You know. Yeah, I think uh, actually only a very very similar. To, uh, Sheffield United two of them Collie last year were knocking around at 6th, 7th and I don't know what happened after lockdown the two boys are absolutely struggling down the bottom so again we, we, it's, we I don't care if it's a horrible scruffy like you said in off someone's arse we just need to win this game because the fixers after this are like 
Chelsea Arsenal United like what and Leicester are in there as well what what I'm not very confident to be honest going into them games so we need we need three points here big time yeah Joe look three points is, is the one and only thing we concentrate or uh, we worry about the other teams after Saturday but we have to keep our focus now on Saturday and I think uh, Deutsch will play a 4-4-2 and they'll be balls pumped up so you would think the likes of Keane or Amina if they start should be able to handle that you know that kind of way um, I think a lot now obviously we're, we're recording this on Wednesday so at the moment we've no idea of injuries um, but hope, if Seamus is back I can see Seamus starting and he'll revert back to a, a 4-3-3 with um, possibly Gomez coming into the centre and then you'd have the three lads up front and we just go back to nearly the formation that we had at the start of the season but uh, it's going to be tough um, you know to be cards handed out on both sides I think that could be couple of the bets of the day and there but I've now I, I, I can see is uh, not losing and I can see is winning on Saturday Joe it won't be the prize of the games that's for sure it certainly won't be oh, like the Leeds oh, game I don't, I don't think any of the games we've played against them have been uh, like first on matches today shall we say no, <laughs> to, no. <laughs> don't want it two years ago <laughs> won't be selling many uh, jerseys in Colombia after Saturday that's for sure no 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 no, no. Uh, alright listen we'll get into predictions uh, go with you Rich um yeah, I think we'll get back to winning ways. Um, like to see us kind of revert back to a four-four, four-four-three-three as well, just to kind of cut out their supply from the wingers. But yeah, I think we will, and I'm going to go two-nil. I think we'll get a clean sheet as well. Okay, okay. Chris, uh, go two-one for us, Joe. I think Chris Wood will get his obligatory goal against us, but uh, I think we'll we'll grind out a two-one win. As positive as I can be. <laughs> I was right last week. I hate Sorry, Chris right, but... <laughs> yeah, <I> <laughs> uh, Joe, this week I'm going to go for 3 1 to the Blues uh, with the Corey to step up and score uh, Jordan the game. And again, uh, their wood up front, Chris Wood to score for them. Um, actually, he's actually coming into a bit of form, Chris Wood, but I, I think uh, as they're struggling. And like you said, Collie, they 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 pump the balls up to him rather than uh, trying to play through. So I I think that will be neat into the lad's hands. Uh, I think it start with Hogate to be honest, and Keane. Uh, you think Hogate was there uh, fit against Leeds there, uh, Joe? Just out of curiosity. he was fit enough to run into that penalty box at one stage. So uh, <laughs> you know, he might have been fit enough to get back. <laughs> um, I'm going to go three now. I'm going to just blow it all out. I'm just going to go. If we if we get an early goal, um, I think they'd have to come out and we'll just pick them off. So I'm going to go 3 0 because uh, I think they're dirt, to be honest. Just going back to the holiday, the colleague. I'm not going to dress that up. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, go on. The fact, he made, the fact he made Holgate captain against Leeds was interesting, so it's, it's, it tells you what he what he thinks well, of him. Well, I, I think that's yeah, our, I think that's our fifth that's our fifth captain this year, lads, already. So yeah, yeah four, so four in four games. Yeah, yeah. Again, you, you, I suppose that's one of the things is who are, who are the on field leaders, you know? And maybe that's another thing yeah. that we need to look at. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so we're all going for the win. I think that's one for the books. 
Even Chris, even Chris is <laughs> tough to win. I don't think anybody got any points in the prediction league last week. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, Chris got it. What you I say? said we, I said we lose three two, but it was one yeah. nil for goal. Oh, no, 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 we, get a point for no, 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 not having that. That's okay. All right, we'll just finish off uh, something that Colly brought up before we start recording. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, news, well, not news, but you know, Twitter ad, whatever you want. I don't call that news. Uh, Colly, a little bit of interest in Marcel Brands. Yeah, it's 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 not on Twitter land, Joe. It's it's appeared on some of the four Everton forums, and I think the Daily Mail has also run an article about it. Ah, mostly <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, allegedly, uh, Man United are looking uh, at possibly bringing uh, Marcel Brands in to Man U. Now his contract is up with Everton at the end of this season, mm. and uh, the club have come out and said that they won't be. Entered into any sort of talks until the end of January or until the end after the winter window. <clears throat> but I was just wondering, I, I asked the three years lads earlier on in relation to, according to the article I read, uh, Brand seems to think that his he's not being given uh, a say anymore in relation to transfers in um, and that uh, Carlo seems to be uh, getting basically whatever he wants. Now, given the two names that were linked with for January in Isco and Sammy Kadira from Juventus, so you're looking at late 20s, early 30s and huge wages um, coming into a very hectic, fast-paced Premier League. Like another pod, will they be able to cope with the league? They're, they're an excellent players, so you would think uh, players of that ability would be able to adapt. But um, I certainly wouldn't like to see Brands going because I think... Okay, he's made one or two mistakes, but overall, he's brought in some uh, really good players to the club. And the forward thinking, obviously, is to bring them in cheap and sell them on high, which the club would then become self-sufficient financially. But I just wonder what you you guys' think, uh, thoughts were on it. Uh, I'll go first with that one. I think, uh, personally, that the manager has to be the man who calls transfers. He, ju- he just, ha- simple, he just has to be. Uh, Brands, Brands, I understand his his point of view. With. He, I think he's he's had to run at the club for the last uh, two or three years. Uh, oh, Joe, just to interrupt you there, sorry. Uh, there's also been, over the last two weeks, a major revamp again of the scouting system. A number of okay. scouts have left the club um, and that has all been revamped as well. So uh, you'll have one scout covering a bit more area than possibly what he would normally have done. Mm-hmm. Well, who's that down to? Do you know? I would suggest uh, Brands because he'd be the head of, of the scouting department in there. So, um, so that's another little, you know, tip it there. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But getting back to the point, I think the manager has to pick uh, the players that come into the club. Um, if it's any other way, it's it's just. It's wrong for me. Uh, I think he should, if they're going to work together, Carlo say, right, I want this player. Off you go, Marcel. Do your business. Go off and discuss contracts and stuff. Um, but if it's a case that Brands starts picking the players that come into the club, uh, I think that's wrong. Because what's, what's the point in having a manager? 
there's, again, there's a, there's a difference between Carlos a manager where you have the likes of other fellas are coaches. Like, he's a manager. He, he wants to manage. Like, he's old style. <laughs> he's, I think he's done okay so far in, in the way he goes about things. He manages the club and he wants to be in charge, especially if players come in there. He just has to be. So, I, I think Brands, I knew said before, Brands, his his model, if you want, is get players in young, develop them, and sell them on. That's a business. That's 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 not uh, running the club. That's a business, uh, which at this moment we don't want the go business model. We want a winning team. So I know you said that these lads coming in late twenties, you know, early thirties, we did do okay. Cam has done quite alright. Uh, Cavani, he's he's not doing too bad now. So I I think we need success now. We don't need it three, four, five years down the line. That, that's my top and smart anyway. Rich? Yeah, I, I'd be kind of of a of a similar vein. I would think that they need to work together, but I don't think it's um I don't think it's as simple as that either. I just on, on Brands himself, I would say that you know he came in to, to do a project and a couple of years back and it's it's obviously a long-term thing i think it uh, i suppose the job spec kind of changed then once uh, once he left and I, and it was ancelotti that came in you know they kind of had to re-look at the way things are done you know that you're you have a different man with a different approach and he has to work alongside him and i think you know it's important that the whole thing shifts together that it's not just a case of right that i can only do one thing so i think it's a case of that it it almost started again kind of just last season so it's just coincidental I would think that he's that his contract is ending I wouldn't be say I wouldn't be worried I don't know enough to say what's going on contract wise the Athletic just put out a piece kind of saying that they think that he's going to sign a new one so I, yeah I think that they have to work together I mean there was any time that they've been kind of speaking about each other they've obviously speaking glowing terms and it doesn't seem to be any you know whatever you'd call a conflict between ideas and stuff obviously that's all behind closed doors but um, yeah, I, I think decision-wise, it's got to be it's got to be a giant thing, you know. Whether it's you know this is who I need now and this is who we need for the for for the future. But I think Brands' role isn't just about transfers either. It's about the whole direct. It's a director of football for the whole club, and that's not something that's done overnight. So it's it's you know it's the whole structure of a, a playing style, and I know they've kind of redone the academy, and it's a case of building, and it and it all takes time. So you, you saw in PSV as well. I think was. Where, where he came from that he wasn't just in and out as well you know he, he commits to something he puts the time in and, and and I don't see it being been any different obviously when a contract is up and because it's United that there's the rumours and I just like to think that it's the same thing I wouldn't like to see it being upset and then we'd have to kind of go and get someone else then as well just because he leaves and then you're kind of re, restructuring again because someone else comes in with new ideas ideas so I just hope that they'd be able to do it and you keep that continuity and you, and you, and you keep building on it uh, Chris? I think the question was put to Carlo um, in last week's press conference about the links to United and he was surprised by it and as Richie says he reiterated that you know they have a great working relationship they're very fond of each other and any player coming or going it's agreed upon between the two of them it's easy to put two and two together and think there might be a conflict of interests when as you said, Joe, it's a business model brands would be looking at sort of recruiting and younger guys who are on a 
you know, a lower wage to bring the, the wages uh, down and have a lot of sell-on value and have a team that will grow together. And, of course, Ancelotti said himself, all he cares about is winning now, week after week after week. He's just looking at now and what he has now. So it's easy to kind of <clears throat> probably create a bit of hysteria. Because if you go back to when he first came in, he didn't he tell Mashiri that if you're looking for a quick fix, I'm not your man. It's going to take time. It's going to take years. And it was, I think it was 2010, he might have taken over PSV and they didn't win the league till 2015. Not that, you know, we're going to win the league. But by the time they were competing regularly in the Champions League, it took about five years. So it is sort of a long-term... Like, I think he's been handcuffed a bit with the amount of rubbish we've had in the squad from previous regimes. You know, we're mm. still trying like, up until this summer to you know, get rid of Bessages and Balassies and players that are still taking up the wage bill. So I think he's restricted somewhat. What I would say is um, regards to the 23s, we've touched on before, they play a completely different way to the first team and we need to we need to have uh, we need to have the same kind of st- structure and playing style going through all the way to the first team as, as much as we don't like talking about them but that's that's kind of why Liverpool do so well even when they bring in younger lads they all know the system so they just fit straight into their position and it's not a massive loss and, and whereas us we just have to change the whole team to compensate for one or two players so. As Richie said, things like that are going to take time to really rejig the whole scouting and 23 system and get a car of, you know, 15, 16 top quality players. So it's going to take a bit. I think he'll stick around, to be honest with you. I think United, they probably are as in much of a mess kind of off the field as we are. So, you know, does he want to start from scratch? Arguably, Everton are probably paying him more than United would pay him. Mm-hmm. I think actually, Connolly, if he, if he did go to United, he'd be in the worst trouble than us because have that that clown Ed Woodward just sitting there overseeing everything. So, like he he'd be he wouldn't have a say as such if he went to United. If he did, yeah. no, it's all it's all just rumor. But what, what, I, I don't I know, think I know so. You like, I know you like brands yourself, Colly. I like uh, Brands Joe for what he's doing to the club for the mm. players that he's got now. He's gotten out over fifty players since he's come in, mm. and there'll be another few going out the door. And I, I, I'm totally agree with Richie. I do think he'll sign a, a, another contract with us because he he is on the board of directors as well. And just to point out to Chris as well, the twenty trees have started to play the same formation as the four teams since uh, Ancelotti came in. That was one of his things that he wanted done. Be- Rightly said, as you rightly said, Chris, there needs to be a, a smooth transition from 23s to senior level whenever the, the time comes for the players, you know. But it's just, just an interesting topic, uh, Joe, you know, because you can, you, you know, what Brands' kind of philosophy is, and you see um, Carlo, and it's it's good to think, you know, that, well, I, I certainly hope he stays because he's uh, he's of the, he's a benefit to the club without a shadow of a doubt. 100%. Yeah. I just think that there needs to be, um, a little bit of give and take on both sides. Yeah. And actually, uh, sorry, Rich, No, I was going to say that may be something that kind of makes it a very good partnership as well because you have Ancelotti who's saying, right, that I need this right now and you have him who's kind of focused on the future and basically if we're building a model, that's kind of what we're looking for is something that's that's continuous. So you have right now, but also you have for the future as well. So maybe that they'll complement each other really well. 
I think it, it could be just a clash of the old and the new. Uh, if I'm being brutally honest, like Brands is this new futuristic runs the club from top to bottom. Ricardo says, no, you can run whatever you want, but I run football matters. So, again, it could be just, you're just going to have to be flexible between the two of them. Yeah, actually, a great point you said there. Uh, Ronnie Goodless mentioned the other day in the interview that the youth teams play totally different systems to the first team. So that could be something uh, that needs to be sorted, that everybody plays the same formations, if you want. Or even if if the first team change the formation drastically, that the, the 23s and 18s and all do it so... Everyone at the club, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so it just means that everyone through the system is playing the same formation, so they're not like a duck out of water if they do get their chance, which they're not getting a chance now anyway. So it makes no difference. That blows that out of the water. So uh, yeah, it's great having Ronnie on the show, Joe. I have to say, yeah, Ron, he, no, Ronnie, absolute, Ronnie is... absolute great interview with him and fair play to him for coming on. You know. Uh, the yeah, book Ronnie's itself good. I've ordered, so I'm looking forward to reading that now, I have to say. Yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie comes into the Windsor after. He works for the BBC, uh, Radio Merge, so he, he does all the games. But he comes into the Windsor after every match, and uh, Ronnie would just talk and talk and talk. And it's like some of the stories, right? and there's a few of them he couldn't say on the podcast, but uh, <laughs> there's, there's, there's some crackers. Yeah, great guest. Uh, he is very good. And good draw for us for the FA Cup, Joe, yeah? Rodham yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Rodham like and uh, a quick shout out to Marine. What an absolute! Absolutely, yeah. Uh, what a draw for them. Yeah. I don't know what you said. There was a great uh, photograph yesterday. Uh, Marine's uh, pitch. They have a fence around the pitch. It's like a eight foot high, ten foot high fence. And on each part of the fence, there's a, there's a number written on the fence. So when uh, the ball goes over the fence, they know what. What house to knock on to look for the ball back? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just thought that is uh, that's the FA Cup there. Yeah, right or our stuff. Yeah, class, class. I was kind of a little bit disappointed that they didn't get uh, away to the likes of like sports or you know an Old Trafford or the, just just to this makes no difference. It's not going to be any fans, but you know what I mean. Just to, I, I hope that it's on TV anyway. <clears throat> Excuse me. That they, they, they get a few bob over and yeah they get a couple of fans in there now right yeah well yeah yeah, yeah. the the manager said they get uh, <laughs> might get more than two thousand here but I think they'd be lads sitting on house roofs and yeah. out, out <laughs> extension windows and everything else but oh listen as much as people give about the FA Cup I, I still it's magic I love the FA Cup still get excited about the draw and everything so this is our year lads this is it. Come to Wembley. <laughs> Not a fan in the place. <laughs> All right, boys. Listen, thanks very much for this week. Uh, talk to us next. Hopefully, we're talking about another win. Please, God, stop. Yeah. Uh, if you lose, I don't think I'll be available next week. Uh, Chris, Chris could just do it on his own. <laughs> yeah. What a what a way to lose, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah. I know you. Your mate, Paraguay, still showing interest. Don't worry, he's. He, yeah, sent, fair play to him. He yeah. sent a strongly worded email then two weeks weren't on. So <laughs> all right, boys. Listen, I'll start this next week. Take it easy. See you, Joe. Take care. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye. See you, lads. All the best.
Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website at www.irish-toffees.com. We'll talk to you next time. Up the toffees.